This is Pod's Burgers, a podcast chronicling a Bob's Burgers obsession. This feels weird. <laughs> that was me adjusting myself. That's not what felt weird to me. I had to take the, um, okay, I just won't continue that. <laughs> okay. Just trying to get into the podcast. (laughs) You'd have to cut all of this out if I went down that road and we're not going to do that. It would be awesome if we had a producer who could listen while we record it and make notes of what to cut out and then just cut it out afterwards. But I have to listen to the whole thing all (laughs) over again. This, I mean, is this what you keep saying? Are we going to keep doing this yes. podcast? God bless like, all of you who listen, because I have to listen to both of these twice. <laughs> I have to live it, and then I have to listen to it. And they, I can tell you, I never listen to it again. It's like, it's like um, they're getting sentenced to prison, and they're like, guess what you have to do? Listen to Pod's Burgers. It's true. Fuck. One of the, the men that I work with started listening to it, and he said that he got partway through an episode and then felt like it was creepy, and I thought he meant that the podcast was creepy. Mm, mm -hmm. Turns out that he felt like it was creepy because he listens to podcasts while he's falling asleep. And Uh, I said, I I really don't think that's creepy. That's totally fine. fine. But um, I think a lot of people do that. Yeah. But I mean, he... He said that it was it was charming and it was clear that we had affection for one another. Oh, that's nice. You know, he didn't get far enough where we got drunk at the end. Can you uh, can you imagine if we fucking hated each other? <laughs> We're like, let's do. We it. Just decided to do let's a podcast. podcast. That'll be great. There's, I mean, mm. there's there's all kinds of people in history who didn't get along, who did you know amazing, beautiful things. work. I know, but they didn't like voluntarily be like, you know what would be good. Yeah, you you kind of have to have some sort of rapport. And ours is built on affection, so... It's true. That's very good. Not, not really any talent. <laughs> nope. No talent whatsoever. Just, I can't even sing the... Jen's thought a lot about this. But you try. You yeah. really try. I got, I got that vibrato, that terrible vibrato that everybody uses if they have to cover up the fact they can't hold a note very well. <laughs> well, you know. That's me. Um... Hi, guys. Hey, I'm just going to do something real quick. I'm just... I, I just have to... I just got to lift... Lift this. Okay, we're good. Remember us? Yeah, here we are. Holy shit. This feels weird. No, it's not weird. And here's the weirdest thing about it. I'm still wearing the same yoga jumpsuit. (laughs) My recording jumpsuit. You've been wearing it since we recorded last. Yep. (laughs) When you like adjust it, now it goes. Yep. I have have no problem with that whatsoever. Mm -hmm. By the way, I made us double martinis. I saw this. That's that's good for me. Well, you know, so it'll last. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I like it. I like it. Um, Anyways, hello, we're back. Yeah, and uh, hopefully yeah, for a while. Yeah, there's not there's not a lot about what caused us to have such a huge break that is really discussable here. Yeah, mainly because of privacy reasons more mm-hmm. than anything. I don't really want to like bring anybody else in and any of their personal lives and yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't. It was horrible enough that it it took us down mm-hmm. um, to the point where we didn't have the energy to dedicate to anything in an artistic realm, if that's what you can call this. Yeah, um, I mean, if you follow us on our social media, you saw that we were our personal social media. You saw that we were still living our lives and you know doing our thing. But 
trying. Yeah. Yeah. But not to the same, you know, not that life in full color. Yeah. So, and there's, you know, there's still a lot of stuff going on that is difficult, but I feel in a secure enough spot right now where I feel like I can, you know, not sob all day. Yeah. It's it's like like, when you're like way, way down deep in a chair and you keep thinking I should get up from here, but it's too hard to get out. That is fucking exactly what it was like. And finally we like pushed ourselves up out of the couch or the chair and we were, we're kind of standing, but we're standing like bent over with our hands on our knees. We're just catching our breath. We're like, (laughs) you guys, hold on just one minute. It's just, I stubbed my toe when I was getting up. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I, I posted this on social media. I mean it deeply. Mm-hmm. You people. Seriously. It's, we love you to an insane degree. I do not know why you're still listening to us, even though we haven't had any new content for a while. Yeah, Jen's referring to the fact that we still have people actively listening to the recordings, even though it's been more than a month since we recorded last. And, and nobody's been giving a shit. Well, no, I mean... I mean, I've gotten nice messages like, we miss you. Right. But think about... Okay, think about it this way. Um, I know you expect people to give you shit. I always do. <laughs> but if your favorite or like one of your favorite podcasters just disappeared for a minute, you wouldn't be like, what the fuck, dude? Or, no, I wouldn't, but I'm also, I'm an asshole, but I'm not an asshole in that way. And there are people who are assholes in oh, that way. absolutely. I was actually thinking this morning that um, some, of the, some of the unpleasant comments that we've gotten about things, I was like, you know what? That actually means we've arrived. Somebody actually fucking hates us. I love that. <laughs> you know, anyway. Should we start? <laughs> Should we? We could, we could start. Or we could thinking, just stop right now and be like, that was yeah, enough. That was good. Let's, let's ship it. Um, I was actually thinking yesterday, because we were going to record yesterday, and then we ended up recording today, but at least we ended up recording this weekend, as promised. Unless I just bail in the middle of this <laughs> just be like, I can't. But I was thinking yesterday, uh, before we were going to record, that I kind of want to make a commitment to try to stick to... <laughs> It's not going to happen. Funny. I it's can't funny. even get through the sentence. Uh, no, let's, let's tr- work. I'm just going it, to... It's the plan until it's not the plan. Okay? That's, that's how life works. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. You ready? Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to take a sip. Well, hi. Hello, friends. It's Pod's Burgers. Look at all these friends. I'm Jen. I'm Brittany. And today, we are going to be talking about sexy dance fighting. So the reason we chose this one, I realize a lot of you have sent in requests for uh, stuff for us to record about until the new season comes out, which is very soon. So we'll try and power through some of those requests. But um, the reason we chose this one, and I think somebody did actually ask for sexy dance fighting. I can't remember. Probably. But we're starting at the beginning. And this is not season one, episode one, but it is the episode that started this. Yeah. Because it's the the one that Jen watched. Yeah. It's the very first episode of Bob's Burgers that I ever saw. I've told the story before, but I, I just turned my television on. It was on that station. I never would have gone to this show on my own because Mm -hmm. I don't watch cartoons, but it got me immediately. And there was a particular part, in fact, that got you that we will talk about. So that's where we're starting right now. And and this is the beginning of our season. What season is this for us? Two? Is this three? Three. Three. 
This is the start of our season three, so we're just we're just we're starting fresh. It's true. Fresh. It's very true. Um, I have I <clears throat> if I have housekeeping, I long since forgot it. I managed to keep the notes. I have a, actually a significant amount. I don't think a lot of them are very long though. So, um, there have been some, um, as Jen mentioned, some. Uh, listener friends who have reached out to us and just said very kind things. And then other listener friends who have just, you know, sent us really incredible stuff. And the one I'm highlighting this time around is someone named Scotty who uh, has sent a couple of messages or a few messages on Facebook. And he sent us some pretty fab stuff. And I would like us to kind of dig into these a little bit more. One of them was an episode bracket, which is basically, you know, it has all these episodes set up, so it's almost like March Madness. Pretty sure he probably sent it back in March. I don't know. (laughs) But um, so basically, you know, kind of facing off until you get to the best episode. So maybe you and I could take a look at that and kind of figure out who would win that sucker. How do you play that? I I, I need to look at it again. I need to look at it again. It's just a bracket. And I think basically what it is, and maybe we could do it together, is just say who we, which of each of the pair-ups we think is the better Mm -hmm. episode. Mm -hmm. And then it would just kind of filter down into Mm -hmm. the best episode. Or we could have listener friends. That would be great. Yeah. Let's try that. Yeah. And then we can do it as well. Yeah. So either way. And see how it matches up. He also sent um, who your best friends are in Bob's Burgers based on your birth month and day. I saw that and I got screwed. Yeah, what'd you get? Jimmy Jr. Oh, that's fucked. I mean, is there it a really character is. you hurt, you hate worse than Jimmy Jr.? Nope. <laughs> there sure isn't. Uh, you're a Zeke, though. You're a good, pure soul. Aww. Aww. Wh- who did you get? Um, Bob, I think I got two of them because so, you get one for your birth month and then one for your birthday. Oh, and I only so, saw Jimmy Jr. and then bailed. <laughs> I can look it up here in a minute, but um, I, Bob was one of mine and then I think Mort was the other one. Oh. I liked Bob, but I was like, Mort? Okay. I mean, yeah. sure. Yeah. Weird. Um, Mort has a pretty sweet apartment. I don't think I remember what his apartment looks like. It's, it's in Weekend at Mort's when they mm. go to stay at Mort's house because they tent the restaurant mm-hmm. and uh, for for pests and uh, it's it's all he he gets all of his furnishings from you know his clients from dead people oh that's and actually it's, very it's very mid century modern I love it yeah. I love that yeah so okay and then uh, so at least one of my best friends has exquisite taste because mid mod is also my preference yeah so both of us are and all his friends are dead. Yeah, it's too bad. Um, but anyway. Now I'm sad. Um, and then the, um, I did also find, I'm just going to look it up here. I found um, a bunch of stuff online. Uh, we're, we're part of several social media groups that are fans of the show in a variety of ways. And of course we read news articles and stuff like that about it. So I save a bunch of art Um, I was going through my photos and saved a bunch of art that people have done that are inspired by Bob's Burgers. So the, um, I think I've mentioned it before, the Norman Rockwell uh, Saturday Morning Post or Mm -hmm. Evening Post. What is it? Saturday Post? What is it called? The fuck is that magazine called? I I think it's Evening. Okay. Anyway, that one. And then there was um, one that was uh, the Bob's Burgers, the Belcher family as cats 
which I super love because one of them was doing blem on their mm-hmm. on their area. Mm-hmm. Was it Tina? I feel like it was Louise. Oh, maybe? that would be Tina. Uh, let me just take a look. Uh, oh, yep, it is Tina. Here you go. I knew it. I knew it. I fucking love this picture. It's so good. Um, there were a couple of things that I wanted to point out, and I need to share this with uh, my son as well. But somebody did um, a mashup of um, Overwatch and Bob's Burgers, which is really weird. But I don't know what that is. Overwatch is a, a video game. It's basically you um, pick certain characters that have certain abilities and... Um, go online and fight other teams. And oh. um, my son's favorite character for a while was um, Mercy. He was the healer mm-hmm. of the group. Um, and this is Linda as Mercy. And then um, there is also a mashup of Louise as uh, Prince... Uh, what's her name? Chris the Archivist? Mononoke. Mononoke. Princess Mononoke. But what I was going for was there was a, a trivia um, thing. And I don't know why it's not showing up here. No, nope, that's not it. Okay, here it is. So it was a quiz, um, and they do these a lot on um, Facebook uh, fan pages. And uh, basically what it is is it gives you a question, and then it gives you four choices. And to vote on your particular choice, you choose the um, emoji that goes along with it. So a thumbs up or a heart or, you know, different. And um, it's, what is the theme of this party? And it's the birthday party that they went to last season, the uh, Great Gatsby themed Mm -hmm. party. And one of them is, um, so I'll just let you look at this and look at your reaction. You'll know which one I'm talking about. Like, yellow can you, I fucking want a yellow wallpaper themed birthday party, especially for a child. Can you, you imagine? Go find the short story, the yellow wallpaper and, and read it and then imagine a story based. On. I read that story in college and when I read it, it, it's, it's an older story. Like you expect ghost stories or like supernatural spooky stories from back then to be, oh, that's, that's mildly, but this is the fucking creepiest thing. Yeah. And I immediately went to Jen and I was like, I don't give a shit what you're doing right now, but you're sitting down and you're reading the yellow wallpaper. It's insane. It's nuts. Um, Who wrote it? It was a woman. I don't remember. And she's a badass. Charlotte Perkins Gilman. The ever popular. Yeah. Wrote the yellow wallpaper. But still. Really read it. It's so good. She has such a command of atmosphere. I don't know. And that's really hard to do. Someone create a yellow wallpaper party and invite us to it. Oh my God. I'll be there so hard. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I'm going to save one of these for when we do our um, gift giving um, Bob's Burgers list that we usually do. But it's it's not for real on that list because it's stupidly expensive. But I love it. Mm. Um, But the last one. When I was in uh, Michigan with my father, um, a lot of different Michael McDonald things popped up for me. And I, I don't know if it's just because... A lot of Michael McDonald was coming up for you. He, he was just like, I'm here with my beard. And uh, one of them was... I don't even remember how this happened, so just go with me on this. And this is the sentence that I wrote. Carly Simon, who we've talked about extensively on this yes. podcast. Carly Simon's sister wrote a song to the lyrics of the poem Winkin' Blinkin' and Nod. Okay. And the Doobie Brothers recorded a version of it. (laughs) Is this a song that we know? No. I mean, if you heard it, maybe you'd know it, but if you heard it, it would just... It's so fucking random that that happened. 
So that's it. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> we have to find that song so that I can hear it it's, now. Uh, that's all right. It. That's all I got. Okay. Um, so for recap, I went ahead and just prepped. I couldn't remember whose turn it was. It's so you. Is it me? Cool, cool. I did no prep. All right. Well. All right, guys. We're going to talk sexy dance fighting now. Here we go. Um, hold on. I have to burp. All right. Um, so just want to comment again on the opening from season one. The music sounds so strange. So do their voices. Yeah. Just the way they deliver their yeah. lines is completely different. Yeah. They were just still trying to figure it out. Yeah. 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 The dynamic of uh, everybody. And um, okay. So the episode opens in the restaurant, and Tina is lying on the floor in the kitchen, and she's sad and she's doing her usual groan. It's because Jordan Sturman is going to move away and she'll never play kickball with him again. Yeah. Fucking Jordan. I mean, if Jordan Sturman had stuck around, maybe we wouldn't be, you know, plagued with Jimmy Jr. Yeah, but then we'd probably end up with Jordan being the Jimmy Jr. Anyways. Anyway, um, so basically the family kind of gathers around her in the middle of the kitchen um, to alternately um, berate her for being there and um, try to convince her to get up. And um, this manifests in a, a variety of ways because, as we mentioned... The delivery from especially Louise and Jean is a, is very different than yes. um, in later seasons. Yes. Um, I actually note here that Jean and Louise are way meaner than they are in later seasons. But then I was like, maybe not. Maybe they're just less subtle. Maybe. Or they're less subtle about it. Yeah. I, I think, I think, I like to think it shows progression of the character. Um in that they, you know, softened and, and learned things throughout the time. But really, it's probably just progression of the character as written. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, they're like, leave her alone. She'll be all right. She just needs to, to go through this. Um, cuts to another scene. And Linda's on the phone with Ginger. Um, do we ever see Ginger? No. In fact, my note says, I want to see Ginger. Will yeah, we ever? I, I kind of want to as well. She comes up from time to time throughout the series yeah. and we've never heard or seen her. Oh God, that scared the piss out of me. It's just my dog. <laughs> Sweating. Just um, Lloyd. But apparently Ginger's cat died, but in a really funny way. And I'm glad they don't tell us the way. No. Because I don't think there's a funny way that a cat can die. That but, makes me think of Schrodinger. Right. And, but like through the whole episode, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes, totally. When you open that box, it's holy shit, that cat is was dead. A dick. Well, he, he wasn't really. He, he didn't actually put. But that a whole cat. thought experience <laughs> or experiment, yeah, yeah, dick. So, um, yeah, why a cat? I don't get it. I don't know. I think he just didn't like cats. That's really weird. He could have just made up a creature. Yeah, this. Or made it a human. Yeah. Or just, I don't know, bacteria. Just put some bacteria in there. They're just, they can die all the time. Bacteria. Just stick it in the box and be like, it's alive or it's dead. Who knows? But um, so throughout the episode, Linda keeps accidentally thinking about the way that Ginger's cat died and laughing. Yeah. Is she actually laughing at that, you think? Or is she just using it as an excuse to not laugh at Bob pooping his pants? I think the second time she's laughing at Bob and making an excuse, I think the first time she's genuinely laughing about the cat dying. Okay, that's what I thought. So, um, so Bob is just, he's fed up with uh, 
Tina being on the floor groaning and getting in the way. And so he's like, get up. We're going to have fun. You're going to do father-daughter bonding time. You're on the grill. And she's like, oh, crap. Why do I have to do this? Um, Gina and Louise show up and they want her to come see something and they're extremely excited, but she's doing father daughter bonding and she's like, why am I the only one who has to have fun? Um, yes. So one time when I was about Tina's age, dad came to me and he said, I need, I need, I need you to participate in this thing. And I was like, yeah, Brittany just made a face because frightening. (laughs) Dad didn't do that. He didn't, our, didn't do our, it. Our father was not that kind of dad. <laughs> Let's go bond. No, no, never. No. I mean, he wasn't mean, I but think, he just was not, he was no. not the kind of person that was, that was going to go to his kids and be like, we're going to go do this fun thing or we're going to ever. And I feel like he had his hands full just trying to keep us financially afloat sure. for a while. So, but but that's the thing is like the closest we came to father daughter bonding was insanely long road trips where he would bitch about our music. Yeah. And after, um, later in my life, there was a very brief period of time where I lived alone with him. Very brief. It was probably a month. Um, but, and so I spent more time with him then. Right. Um, but at this point in my life, uh, he he worked a ton too. He worked overnight and he worked during. Yeah. The, he worked a couple of jobs. There, well, there was a time period where he was working three. Yeah, and so we didn't really see him all that often either. Right. And so the fact that he not only uh, was like, I know this sounds weird, but speaking to me, he like came to find me and was like, "I need you to like participate in this thing." <laughs> I was so like, "Weird." I don't. I felt so like weirded out and I can't explain it. Is he going to trick me into boarding school? Yeah. What is happening? So he's like, come into the kitchen. So I went to the kitchen and he's like, we're going to do the ritual of the father and the daughter and the glass and the towel. Oh my God. What the fuck? I know. And my mind was just like exploding. He's going to kill me. (laughs) So there's one less mouth to feed. So he's like, okay, now, now, um, put this towel around your neck. Oh my God. Like this as a kid, this is really fucking sad. Oh wait, I think I know where this is going. So okay. I did. Cause I know his humor as like, well. Like a bib. And he's like, okay. And I, I don't remember what he said, but he like did this whole like speech what and he had this glass of water process here. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to drink a glass of water and you're going to drink a glass of water. But we have to drink it from the opposite side. Yeah, okay, I know what this is. And I was like, I don't, okay. And so he handed it to me and he's like, okay, on three. One, two, and then he pretended like he was going to drink, but didn't. Uh-huh. And then I was an idiot. I was like, yeah. I was like 11. I should have known Thank you can't you. drink from the opposite side of a glass. Yeah, but it's supposed to be a thing. But I it's like just- dumped water all over myself. And here's the thing, as I think back on that, I think, where did dad see this? I know. Why did he think of me? I don't know. <laughs> come to get me. You're the youngest also, and maybe like, the most gullible? I don't know. It was nice that he like put the towel on me first. Oh, yeah. There you go. And I remember afterwards, I was like covered in water and just bewildered. I remember just looking at him and he was like kind of like chuckling and like trying to get me to like, you know, it's a joke. And I was just like so confused. That was father daughter fun time. The, the, 
the thought process of him just being like, you know what I'm going to do today? It was so weird. I'm going to get Jen to drink some water. The opposite side. And the trick is you just turn the glass around and drink it from the opposite side. That's supposed to be like the, oh, you're a dummy. You tried to drink it from that. The weird thing. I mean, there's lots of weird things about this. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I don't know where to start. But like... Like I said, our father worked so much. He had very, very little leisure time. (laughs) This is what he spent it on. Yes. (laughs) You'd think he'd be watching a football game or falling asleep on the car or take, yeah, taking a nap, going on a run. But somehow for a portion of his day, that seemed like a good way to spend (laughs) his time. And then he's like, all right, got to go to work. For for other dads... this may not be so weird, but you you just had to know the dynamic in our house. It was a weird dynamic. Really that's all weird. I got. Um, Go on. So yeah, father daughter bonding time. That's it's it's along those lines. Except that Bob is under the delusion that this is going to be fun for Tina. Um, so eventually they concede that let Tina go look at whatever it is that the kids are really into and. Um, they blindfold her, Jean and Louise blindfold Tina on the way there because I, I don't know why, like because they're them. Um, but not There's only no reason. why, not only do they blindfold her, but they don't guide her. And so she's, they basically are just walking behind her, watching her run into things, which is actually sort of amusing. And I'd probably do that too. Mm-hmm. Cause if she's stupid enough to just keep doing it, then you wouldn't do that to me though. No, I wouldn't. But it, I'd do it to somebody stupid. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> I probably. <laughs> but go on. It would be funny though. I'd watch somebody else do it to somebody. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. No, you wouldn't. You would stop them from being mean to that person. <laughs> you like true. the idea of being that person who would do that. I don't like the wouldn't. idea of it. I just think it's fucking funny. It is in this case because they're cartoon characters. Yeah. But. So um, as they're walking along and she's running into things, um, they're, they're explaining to her the basics of what it is they found that they're so excited about and want to share with her. So um, they talk about the feet smell a lot in this, too, because you have to take your shoes off when you go into the studio. And um, they talk about how it's just so stanky. And then like they're, they're outside looking into the window And this is before Tina even takes her blindfold off. For some reason, she's still standing at the window wearing it. Um, But she, Louise is like, do you smell that? That's even with the door closed. That's like through the walls. And Tina starts sniffing and she's like, it smells exotic like ranch dressing. (laughs) Which is so gross. It really is. It's gross in a way that kind of gets you in the back of your throat. Yes. Because I've never considered feet smelling like ranch dressing and I still can't really think of a time that I ever thought that but the thought of feet smelling like ranch dressing and I think of it is not like just regular like I feel like I could probably still eat ranch dressing that's actually not a go-to for me but whatever um but I think of it as like warm ranch dressing Mm. oh yeah so gross so gross so gross so gross so gross Anyway, um, so Tina finally takes off the blindfold and sees, for the first time, Gyro. And he's uh, doing his capoeira-ness in, in there. And she decides, this is, this is for me. I'm going to sign up for the class. And again, Louise and her amazingness just slaps her. <laughs> so good. So violent, and the funny thing so is, good. I was taking notes at the time that that happened, and I heard the slap. <laughs> 
And I looked up and I said, did, did they just slap her? And Chris goes, I think she slapped herself, you know, like get herself, like knock herself out of it so she can go in. And I was like, no, rewind that. Yeah. yeah. We went back. And the fact that Tina just, just presses on. Fucking slaps her as hard as she can. And I love it. Um, and Tina's like, no, nope, I'm going in. And then, of course, the kids are like, please don't open the door. The feet smell the feet. <laughs> um, so she signs up for the class. And um, it turns out capoeira, the most seductive form of self-defense. Um, again, the guy teaching it is gyro, like gyrate. And he is voiced by John Glazer. Glazer? 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 I wouldn't know. That guy. Um, and Tina is completely immersed in this world and particularly in everything that gyro says uh gyro says teeth toothpaste insults your teeth gyro only sleeps two hours of has only two hours of sleep at sleep at night and he sleeps with his eyes open and he can hypnotize animals if they want to be i feel like gyro is not very healthy no you gotta clean your teeth and sleep yes (laughs) yes and not be in a studio that smells like feet. That right. is unhygienic. I, I, I feel like he thinks he's really healthy, but he's not really healthy. Yeah. And he wants to drink fresh squeezed juices, which, which is fine. Come on now. Fresh squeezed juices are not as good for you as people think they are. No, they're full of sugars. I'm telling you. But anyway, so she's really into this and um, basically driving Bob crazy because all of those things I just said, she's interrupted her work time, Bob's sleeping time, Bob trying to brush his teeth, Bob trying to watch TV. So, and she's always doing that one capoeira move. And I'm going to, I'm going to fully admit this. After we watched the episode, Chris started trying to imitate her and I'm like, nah, man. And so we had to get the stance right. You got to get your legs out and you got to, you got to. He spent some time practicing capoeira. Totally, totally. Ponytail. Uh, Bob tries to teach Tina to fight, (laughs) which is incredible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And it's so good. And uh, because that's like something I do. Yes. Um, Our father never, to my knowledge, tried to teach any of us to fight. However, my mother tried to teach me to fight once. I think dad thought fighting was beneath us. And I think for sure, for sure. He's right. He's, he's a very, uh, proper intellectual, our father. Um, except when he's tying a a towel around your neck and making you drink from the opposite side of it. Sometimes it's time for wacky time. Um, our mother is a little more, What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> there is not a word in existence. There isn't. Um, she's she's multifaceted. She's yes. also an intellectual. She she's surprising she, in many ways. She is. She is an artist, uh, but she's a little bohemian. I think that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. She's she's weirdly like like uh, sort of straight laced in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. but very bohemian in a lot of other ways. And at one point she decided that I needed to know how to fight. And so she told me that she was going to show me this defense move Mm -hmm. that if somebody goes to punch you, you can knock their arm out of the way and then punch them. Okay. And so she's like, get up. I'm going to show it to you. 
I guess. This is, I was probably 15. Yeah, like, why were our parents torturing you so much? I don't remember any no, of no. these things happening to me. I had, I had a weird relationship with them, but, well, I was the youngest. Well, and you probably played along. I'd be like, no, we're not going to learn how to fight. Because you're going to do some sort of weird fist where you'd, like, break your knuckles if you tried to punch somebody. And, like. Because that's what you'd think mom would do, right? Yes. No, but here's the thing. Here is the thing. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> And then I'll tell you the thing that really happened, but you, remember, you tell me the thing first. <laughs> Do you remember that time period where I kept trying to get everybody to punch me? Yes. Because I wanted to know what it felt like and what the experience was. Because I was like, if I ever get in a fight, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like I got in so many fucking do? fights. <laughs> but if I ever did, I was like, I don't want to be so taken off guard that, you know, I just need to know what it's like. Yeah. And uh, for me, it's like. I wouldn't even know if somebody was prepping to punch me in the face mm-hmm. if they wound up like a cartoon character. I'd be like, no, they're not serious. Yeah. So knocking somebody's hand out of the way would be completely out of the realm of possibilities mm-hmm. for me. So, Well, so my mother had me stand up and she stood across from me and then she said, okay, now pretend that you're going to punch me. And thinking that we were going to do a nice practice round first, I did a slow motion punch toward her. Mm-hmm. So, of course, she had the jump on me because I was slow motion punching. She knocked my arm out of the way and nailed me in the mouth so hard. She fucking punched you? Yes. Oh, I, my God. She was looking to abuse you. I fell down on my butt. Oh, my God. And here's the thing. I genuinely believe that she did not actually mean to make contact. It's just that my mother is not the most Ad- like, adept. Yeah, yeah, she's not... Um, She's not coordinated. Coordinated. That's the word. That's where I get my coordination from. I think she was trying to like pull it at the last minute. But because she's not coordinated, she ended up actually landing it. Okay. So I used to, (laughs) I have really straight teeth now because I got them that way. But at the time I had a snaggle tooth. Well, I had quite a few snaggle teeth. (laughs) I love this episode. You have snaggle teeth. Um, No, I, I, I mean, Brittany can attest. It's not like my teeth were disgusting, but I had my canines, like the pointy teeth. Yeah, your fangs. Were kind of set up higher Mm -hmm. than the rest of the teeth. A lot of people have that when their teeth grow in. And because of that, they kind of like stuck out. Mm -hmm. Not stuck out. (laughs) She had a whole cut in her lip so she could just tuck her teeth. No. No, I'm saying like they were, we were a set lot out further than the other teeth. I don't know how to describe it. We're disgusting. <laughs> but she hit me right on one of those canines. Good for her. And it hurt so bad because it like cut the inside of my mouth. Oh, I thought she cut herself. I was going to be like, that'll teach you. No. And it was very sore. And I was actually worried she'd like knocked one of my teeth out. That'd so that's the time my so mother punched me. <laughs> Fucking amazing. So <laughs> I never used again, that move. Again, the thought process. Today, I'm going to punch my youngest in the face. And by the way, who taught mom this? I don't know. She was really into self-defense there for it's a while. True. She was and always her about was the a cop, I'm sure. Always about the keys between your fingers and you know what I mean? It's just <laughs> You know what? She carried mace, like legit mace. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. It's good stuff. It's what needs to happen. It's how we need to take care of ourselves. Oh yeah. So along those lines, you have to remember this. (laughs) 
Our mother definitely would have told me how to avoid it's a disco a book. attack. I'm pretty sure somebody put the subtitle over it, but the name of the book is Self-Protection Guidebook for Girls and Women. Looks like it was published in the 70s, um, so it's very disco-y, but somebody added the subtitle, How to Avoid a Disco Attack. I think that's really the name of the book. Really? Yeah. No. I think so. Like what? What is a disco attack? I don't know. Mom, mom got you with a disco attack. <laughs> she really did. So, um, just to tie this off, spoiler: I never actually got anybody to punch me in the face, but then I ended up in a fight—not my fight—in the middle of a fight and got punched in the face. So I know what it's like now. Yeah. It was. Never mind. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I wasn't in like a face and it feels like your face explodes. Yeah. It wasn't like I was at a biker bar. We'll just say that I was at a concert and people were dumb and somebody just punched me in the face. So there you go. That's a thing that happened. Yep. That happened. All right. So yes, but Bob tries to teach Tina how to fight like a real fighter, not this capoeira stuff. And Tina, I think the thing that makes me laugh the most about this is when you know, she's doing her capoeira stuff and Bob's doing his like fisticuffs kind of see, come and get me like his fists. He's got his dukes up. That's what I was looking for. It's almost like he was going to do that thing where you put your thumb against your nose. Yeah. Yeah. I just did cocaine and I'm going to fight you. (laughs) Um, But she gets this half smile on her face. Like I got him. And then she fucking flips over backwards and lands on the coffee table. And it's amazing because I would absolutely do that. Yes. Like the time I was telling you. Any land would. Hey, Jen, do this. And then I ripped my groin muscle and said, don't ever do that. I don't know what I was doing. Kicking? Was I kicking? I I was trying to side kick, wasn't I? I don't. We should not. Maybe a flying ninja kick. We should not move. No. So. All right. So. Um, Bob is wondering what happened to Tina because she has stayed late after the capoeira class to get some extra workout in with gyro and, um, Bob's wondering where she is. And Linda says she's at her kookaburra cast, <laughs> class, which I think is funny. Um, she calls it a variety of things throughout. In fact, she calls the, 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 the chord ceremony, the, uh, karate concert, which is what I now call any event that we're going to because that's comedy gold <laughs> it, it is i mean that's kind of an accurate statement you know exactly what you're in for you're gonna watch people do karate-ish yeah. stuff um bob is um he's like she's late she's supposed to have been here to take over the grill because i have my 4 30 meeting and linda's a little confused so he's like you know the 4 30 meeting and um it turns out that's when Bob poops every day is 4.30. Um, I'm fascinated by people who poop in the afternoon because that's just not my schedule. Mine either. Also, Linda gives him a little bit of shit, like a little bit, like a mini <laughs> bit about how he should have meetings throughout the day. Little ones, little poops. Instead of one. It's okay to have one meeting a day. Mm-hmm. It's also okay to have multiple. I it depends only on what your body is supposed to do. Yeah. Like your own body can yeah. poop multiple times a day. There was a, there was a coworker. Your body. <laughs> Mine does not. I had a Me coworker either. slash friend who did one in one out is what he would call it. So every time he ate, he would poop. And I was convinced that there was something wrong with doctor. him. Yeah. Nope. But we scoured Dr. Google 
Mm-hmm. And it turns out that it's okay to poop one to up to seven times a day, and that's completely normal. Mm. Now, that's not to say if you poop eight times a day that you're abnormal, but that was kind of like the range. Does it? I cannot imagine how much time it would take to poop seven times a day. I just burped straight into this microphone. Sweet. Um, but seriously, poop chat. We Jen and I love to talk about pooping, by the way. Every um, time. And honestly, um, it... it it would get a little tiresome for me if that were me, um, specifically because this particular coworker of yours was on a Ragnar team with us. And we've talked about Ragnar before. I'm not going to go into it. It's a relay race. It's really difficult. Um, we do the, the, the most difficult version of it here in the Wasatch back. And, uh, it turned out he ate something and then it was one in one out and he was the next runner up and um he ran from the porta potty yeah. to the finish to the starting line and got the the handoff from the person who was the the relay before but, but you know what good for him so that he pooped before he went out seriously because i have almost shit myself running before and dudes Running is hard. <laughs> it's a catharsis, you guys. For those of you who are new to running or thinking about taking up running, we talk about running a lot. I'm an avid runner. I'm very passionate about it. Know this. If there is a chance you will have to poop, no. Running is a catharsis. It will make you that You will have happen. to poop. <laughs> yeah, try to poop before you go. Seriously, because I have, I actually had a five and a half mile leg during Ragnar that I had to run trying not to shit myself. And here's the weird thing. That same Ragnar, every other person on our team, except me, had the exact same experience. Now, most of them was because they ate a shit ton, pardon the pun, of baby bells. Yeah, I didn't do that. Little, little cheeses. But you'd think that that would bind you up, not make you shit. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk. Poop let's chat. Talk, let's poop chat. Well, there's a lot of poop in this episode, so you know. There is. Um, anyway, it's so central to the plot. So when um, when Bob it just decides he's going to go over and and get Tina and bring her back so that he can have his meeting, and so he goes in there and he meets Gyro, and um, Gyro is pretty decent to Bob at first. Bob is kind of unpleasant, but they get chatting and everything seems to be going reasonably okay. You know, Bob is at least being civil about capoeira and mm. it being dancing. And he, cause Gyro says, Hey, why don't you join the class? And Bob's like, I don't really dance. And he's like, it's not so much dancing as it is. And he kind of explains the whole theory of it. And Bob says, it seems like a really great way to stay in shape. And he's really good. Like, I mean, I feel like he was, he was going the right direction. And then he makes the mistake of comparing capoeira to jazzercise and Gyro loses his shit. And, um, he's like, Hey, let's just do this demonstration. And so he basically sweeps the leg on Bob, Bob lands on his ass and shits himself. Um, there is a point where he yells ponytail cause he hits him with his ponytail. And, and when Bob falls down and poops his pants was the first moment that I thought this could be my show. That wasn't the moment that sealed pooping. it. Yeah. But that was the first moment where I was like this cartoon character just fell down and pooped his pants on, on like prime time. <laughs> so fucking weird that that's what got you. But I, you know, I guess it's I could see it. It's not weird if you know me. Right. But, but up until, up until this came into our lives, I didn't realize how much you wanted to talk about poop. Poop chat. I love, 
Like I would talk about poop with you all the time, but I was like, no, Jen is far too, not prim, but too, um, I'm a little proper, proper. It's true. I am a a, a touch, but I don't like to talk about my own poop. Oh, I'll talk about my own poop all day. (laughs) But I'll talk about poop generally. Okay. For hours. So, so the part that Jen is referring to that sealed the deal. So Bob has now fallen on the floor and immediately had his 430 meeting right there on the floor. And Tina walks up to him and she's like, dad, you know, let's just get up and go. And he's like, I can't, I poop myself, refers to it as his meeting. And he's trying to figure out a way for Tina to make a distraction or help him get out in a, so that people don't realize he's pooped himself. He asks for a flag to cover himself up. Tina says no. So Bob says to her, go in the corner and yell. And she says, what? And he's like, go in the, yor- in the corner and yell that you're having a heart attack. <laughs> but the best part is when, when she, she actually goes do it. Yes. So she walks, she's like, all right. And she walks like three steps away from him and goes, I'm having a heart <laughs> And in the middle of it, he's like, no, wait, this is a dumb idea. So he interrupts her yelling, I'm having a heart attack. You guys do not know. So at the time that I watched this, I lived in Seattle and Brittany lived here in Salt Lake City. And you do not know how long the next day I spent on YouTube Googling random things like Bob poops pants, Bob (laughs) poop pants, heart attack, trying to find... You're getting the weirdest porn. (laughs) I, I was getting very weird things. Trying to send that clip to Brittany because there was no way to, to describe it. To yeah, her like even just now, magic. trying to describe the way that um, uh, oh shit, who is it that does Tina's voice? I always forget. Fuck Dan, not Dan Merman. Is nope. it? That's Eugene Merman. That's yes, Gene. Dan, Dan the happy man. What is his name? <laughs> Archivist. He's looking it up. Man. Thank you. Anyway, the, I just remember his first name is Dan every time. And I had it the other day when we you had the same brain yeah. melt, and I knew his name. M- mink, mink, minks, mink, minks, mints, mints, Dan mints, Dan. Daniel Alexander Mints. Okay, so the way he delivers that line is so. I mean, you can tell that they ad libbed it first of all yeah. because he he just half heartedly is yelling. Oh, I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> and it's like, there's no way to describe it. You have to see it. It's just bizarre. I love that it's specifically go in the corner. Not like over <laughs> and, there or... And you're having a heart attack. By the other people. Except in a corner. That's where people go when they have heart attacks. They're like, Shh, I better get in a corner. Um, so Bob, you know, eventually gets up and gets out, but um, people know he's pooped his pants. And... Linda's on the phone with Ginger again when we cut to the next scene. She's in, um, they're in the kitchen in their apartment and she's talking to Ginger about how Bob pooped himself. And then she says to the kids, just be very gentle with him. Don't mention that he pooped his pants. It's, you know, he's, he's having a shower right now, cleaning himself up. Just be nice. And the first thing that happens, as you expect, when he walks in the door is (laughs) Linda's like, Oh, so you pooped your pants and she just keeps going. And Linda's words of comfort. She's, I mean, she's, she's got, for lack of a better term, diarrhea of the mouth. She's just going and, uh, they're just not comforting and she won't stop. And also again, she laughs about whenever she thinks of Ginger's dead cat. So 
Immediately, Louise jumps in. Did you know it takes only two pounds of pressure to drive a nose bone into a brain? I feel like that that is one of those um, factoids that all little kids learn from another oh, little yeah. kid. Yeah. And I don't even know if it's true. I don't even know if it's a real thing that you can drive the nose bone into the brain and kill somebody. I have no idea. Do you want to try I and look that one up? I clearly <laughs> remember our brother's telling yeah. me this yeah no when we i were kids i i thought it too and i was like holy crap what if i trip and hit my face too hard i could lobotomize myself sure you know but i mean you know it's a thing so but basically louise wants bob to get revenge and um i forgot to mention uh when they're watching the dvd that tina has brought home from the capoeira class there's a person who is playing an instrument that gene identifies as a tambourine um, Tina corrects him and says it's, I can't remember what the a name of it is. Brazilian frame drum, but yeah, I don't remember but it, the actual name. Yeah. And so she, you know, he's like, yeah, that's a tambourine, which is true. Yeah. And, um, so he gets his tambourine and basically he's had it with him the entire time that this is going on. So he'll just chant things, uh, with the word arene on the end of it. And this it's one is revengerine. So Robert. Oh, God, yes. Our brother, Robert. Every time something like that happens, I just think of when he would go in and do his hair in different ways or like do <laughs> weird things with his nails or, you know, and then he'd come out and he'd demonstrate, yeah. look at what I've done. Yeah. He definitely That's would great. become attached to his tambourine and play oh, for it sure. for all different I was instances. remembering the other day when he decided he was going to get limber and like you'd walk into a room and he'd be like up against the wall stretching his legs out into the splits <laughs> yep. or when he decided he was going to learn how to juggle. <laughs> So again, oh, you, he'd be up the against yo-yo? the wall. Yes, the low yo. So the reason why he'd be up against the wall with the the juggling, just he wasn't being like creepy Blair Witch. This was a technique that they recommended in a book that he found. Yeah, to teach him to juggle, basically keeping you from um, throwing the balls out too far. I hate throwing the balls out too far. <laughs> anyway, um, Revengerine is uh, is Jean's chant mm-hmm. for this one. Um, Bob insists that Tina quits Capoeira uh, because of the whole scenario um, and Tina once again throws herself to the floor and does her groaning like she was doing at the beginning of the episode and the whole family starts imitating Tina's groans um, which seems really insensitive but whatever but also like something our family would oh, do oh totally yeah our um, family was not the most sensitive <laughs> Really? I mean, in, in many ways, yes, but in a lot of ways, no, not sensitive. I'd say primarily, no. Primarily, no. Yeah. <laughs> that would be me. When you have that many people in a family, you just have to have thick skin, I yeah. think. So um, So Tina has quit. It cuts to another uh, shot of her in the kitchen in the restaurant, on the floor, groaning, and Gyro shows up. And Gyro's received a note uh, that Tina is upset and needs to be encouraged to come back to Capoeira. And Bob is confused for two seconds until Louise shows up and says, you're welcome, and puts a knife on the counter. Yes. Because <laughs> she really wants him to get revenge. Um, as the Revengerine. Scene, Revengerine. Um, as the scene progresses, I would like to point out, Louise keeps putting um, various weapons on the <laughs> Question counter. mark. And so it's a knife, and it's a cheese grater, and then she puts a whisk on the counter. And it looks like the whisk that we have in our kitchen that isn't even, like, rigid. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like a, a rubber-coated. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, not even useful in any way. Although, knowing Louise, she could find a way to kill somebody it's with a true. whisk like that. Um, and so Gyro basically just starts being Gyro-y. He's asking for where his... Uh, so he gets a, a menu while he's waiting for Tina to, to be free to talk about um, quitting the class and coming back. Um, so she's on the grill and he's waiting. And he looks at the menu and he's looking for the fresh squeezed juices. And Bob is just irritated by the whole thing. And then... Um, Gyro says, is it because you pooped your pants? And here, let me tell you how you can fix that. And he starts teaching him how to do uh, sphincter exercises, which are essentially Kegels. Let's be real. Yeah, everybody should do your Kegels. Oh, totally. Honestly, don't be ashamed. My pelvic floor is so strong. In, in, in all regions, do your Kegels. <laughs> I just need... You can isolate one or the other, I guess. But. I just need everybody to know that my pelvic floor is strong. <laughs> Anyway, so he's doing the sphincter exercises and Bob yells at him, do not do sphincter tightening exercises in my restaurant, which I think is probably a good rule for a restaurant. I don't know. You can do Kegels and nobody will even know you're doing them. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think some people get a weird I'm look I'm doing on them face. right now. Are you? Mm-hmm. I am too. <laughs> I'm just not doing it really. I guarantee you most people listening are doing it too. Doing you start talking kegels. about Kegels, people start doing Kegels. You will have a pelvic floor just like mine. <laughs> anyway, so um, there, basically uh, what happens is there's another blow up between Gyro and Bob. Tina has been put in the position of either choose to be part of the family and on the grill or go with Gyro and do the capoeira and Tina chooses Gyro and holy crap, terrible things. And then Louise yells at her, you're dead to us. You're not part of this family. Just because that's Louise. She doesn't really mean it. True. So Tina's back in the class and she's going to go through the troca. And they say it's strange because it's troca de cordoas, but they say it different. They say J cordoas. Okay. So maybe that could be Brazil, the Portuguese, a Portuguese yeah. pronunciation. So, um, and basically it means the exchange of strands. And we know this. Because Bob has refused to go to this ceremony, and uh, Linda and the kids go, and Bob is left at the restaurant with Mort and Teddy. Poor Mort's just sitting there, just eating his burger this whole time. True Doesn't story. say a fucking word. <laughs> and uh, Teddy looks up what that word means and says it's the exchanging of strands. Oh, she's becoming a woman. And This very day. <laughs> and Bob... And Teddy get into about, like, where does it say becoming a woman? Bob's, like, stressed out about this. He calls Teddy a pervert at some <laughs> point. They get into one of their screaming fights and then immediately make up with each other. And then Bob's like, okay, I have to go to this thing. Yeah, but for reals. So uh, before that happens, though, before Linda leaves with the kids, she's like, do you, I know you don't want to lose your little girl, but did you really feel like she was going to be there grilling with you for the rest of her life? And he's like, well, no, but it does sound pretty nice. And there's this montage of Tina in her graduation gown grilling and in her wedding gown grilling with him and then with a baby strapped to her grilling. And I was like, okay, three things. Why are they laughing? Probably right before... We got there. Somebody said one of them said something funny. Yeah, but I just find it very off-putting because they just keep laughing harder and harder. And the last one, when they're laughing really, really hard, and she's got the baby strapped to the front of her on like the baby Bjorn. That's a baby over a grill. It's true. Here's what's it's funny true. about you and me. <laughs> is 
I had a different thought about this. You were like, don't grill the baby. That wasn't your first thought. No. Okay. What I actually thought was, wow, he, he imagined a really great life for his child. Oh yeah. No. And that, that baby is really fucking cute. Yeah. Like I thought that was so sweet. Like she was going to be successful in her education. She was going to find somebody that she loves. She was going to have a child. Like, I just think that's, yeah, it's very nice. I love it. Um, at some point, uh, Gene is, uh, he has his tambourine. I think it's during the ceremony and it's Tina's turn and, and he starts chanting Tina Reen, Tina Reen as he's. That's when they're coming oh, when they're into leaving. the restaurant. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Linda and the kids go to Tina's karate concert and Bob stays with Teddy and Mort and that's when you get the weird <laughs> exchange with them, which is hilarious. Um, Bob decides he's going to go over there. He shows up, takes his shoes off. He's being a, a really chill, cool dude. Goes to the front, sits down. Uh, Gyro sees that Bob is there and he is a vindictive asshole. And basically what he does is he fails Tina to get her new cord because Bob is there. He says she didn't do the five essential movements or whatever they were. Bob's like, she did that one a lot. That's the kind of thing that would happen to us as children. Yeah. So... There's this one point. So there's this kid in the class called Neil, and he's also pretty enamored of, of Gyro. But he apparently, uh, first of all, has an infection that makes his feet smell really, really bad. He has a really bad haircut, let's be real. It's a, like a Jonathan Taylor Thomas from the 90s. It's very 90s. Oh, super 90s. Yeah, it's it's the shaved underneath bowl cut on top. Yeah, with the, with the like the part down the yeah. middle, and you just get the, it, it was really popular. Yeah. And there was this heartthrob in the 90s that everybody was like, love that hair. Yeah. Anyway, so... Um, I think he was the voice of Simba. He was. In the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, the young version. <laughs> anyway. Um, so Bob is arguing with Gyro about the fact that he's failed Tina. And he's like, look at her. Just give her her cord. What the hell is wrong with you? And he's like, Neil got his cord and he was a mess out there. <laughs> Poor Neil and his mother no. are like, hey. <laughs> Why does Neil have to be a part I of don't this? Know. And then I love the fact that um, this is the part that really got me about this episode. Because for years, and I, I guess this says a lot about me, I can't really refer to... They're pantalones, you know? If you say pants, they're pantalones. Yeah. And the fact that Gyro says, is it because I made you poop your pantalones? It was amazing. So good. So Gyro and Bob fight. And by that, I mean Gyro kicks Bob's ass over and over and over again. And eventually, everybody in the room is like, this is really awful. He's mm-hmm. being really horrible to mm-hmm. him. And Tina realizes that Gyro is a sexy, sensual, creepy, sexy jerk. And starts cheering for her father. And then everybody starts cheering for him. And Bob just gets knocked down 25 to 30 times in front of everybody. But he stood up for Tina and got beat up for her. Um, At the end, uh, Tina has decided she wants to do kettlebell kettlebell strength training. And the thing that popped into my head was, I love how they encourage her to do activities. Which is really difficult when you're on a budget like they are. And the fact that they're like, all right, this is what you want to do. And they find a way to make it work. Yep. is really sweet. Um, he gives, Bob gives Tina some yellow gloves. Uh, the cord that she was supposed to get from the capoeira was a yellow cord. So he gives her yellow cord, uh, yellow gloves as her promotion. No money associated with it. No. 
And um, she is allowed to go slap the dead seal or poke the dead seal and slap it because the kids uh, have found this dead seal and want to go do that. Um, But she decides she's going to stay with Bob. Just a final note, slapping the dead seal, um, the samples of it sound like an orgy, according to Jean. Why does Jean know this? How does Gene know this? I don't know, because he's Gene. He's figured it out somehow. Yeah. In between all of those um, exotic candy bars that he looks up, yep. there's probably some sort of weird accidental orgy thing. Accidental orgy. You know, sometimes it happens. Whoops. Um, and this also was before they started doing elaborate things with the end credits. So it's just the people, just the Belchers in the restaurant and... Gene wandering in in his costume. and But that was cool to me. Yeah. So that was Sexy Dance Fighting, and it's how we got into Bob's Burgers. It's true. It's, it's the one that I still recommend that people cut their teeth on, because if you can handle Sexy Dance Fighting, you are in. Yeah, if you find that funny, that's you're going to find it all smeared all over all of the seasons. <laughs> so true. So many smearings. So as oh. Brittany mentioned earlier, the new season begins in two weeks. Well, she didn't mention this, but it, very soon. In two weeks. 29th, It's on I the think. 29th. Yeah. Um, so we will be starting uh, the week after that um, with the first season of, or the first episode of the new season. Um, so up until then, the next three weeks, we'll be doing older episodes. We're going to go back through and see the ones that have been requested and then just kind of make decisions about the best one to talk about. So I don't know what we're going to be talking about next. Yeah, but. we need to compile that list. I can remember only a handful of them. And some of them are ones that we've talked about before, but not dedicated an entire episode to. So right. those are potentially still on uh, the list to to do. Um, yeah. the, I, I have my preference for what we do next but um we'll just chat about it and yeah see. all right yeah all right friends we're back we're back baccarine baccarine we are really baccarine <laughs> sounds so strangely gross i don't know <laughs> um but thank you oh so much for hanging in oh yeah as per usual mm-hmm. and i i feel confident but can't promise that we'll record next weekend but i feel confident i feel pretty good about it we're up out of the couch yeah we're out of the couch we're catching our breath and i actually you know i'm standing there bent over with my hands on my knees and i'm like you know what sounds good is like a panini so i'll probably stay up at least for the panini and then we'll record and while Brittany's talking i'm putting my hand out with like one finger up just like hold and I'm like, do you want a pan- do you want a panini? And you I'm don't, like, mm. you don't have to do anything. I'll just make you the panini. And then she gives me a Camelback full of martini. Uh huh. And I'm like, that rhymes with panini. Panini that martini. <laughs> oh my god. Let's finish. Okay, <laughs> we're done. All right, okay. guys. We will see you on the flip side. Love you. Bye. Goodbye. This has been an episode of Pod's Burgers. Our theme song was written for us by Michael Walker. 